relationships serve many different purposes and dysfunction sometimes happens when we either confuse the need or what that person can give to us or expect one person to do everything. How do you build that better relationship with yourself? Well, make the decision to not treat yourself worse than everyone else in your life. Whether it's our spouse or our relationship with our children or our friendships or our parents, nothing comes from nothing. And so if you're not investing the work, then you can't expect a better or different result. This is the Well To You Podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Welcome to today's episode of the Well To You podcast. Today, we are talking about relationships and how they relate to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition's Circle of Life. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. I feel like relationships are such a big and heavy topic. You know, some of the other areas of the circle of life, you know, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that it's on here. It makes sense that it's on here. I think relationships are one of those ones that it's like, oh, yeah, that we all know that healthy relationships are so critical to our overall wellness. And they can be such a huge source of joy and um, connection and wellness, or they can be a drain and a source of stress and sadness and overwhelm. It's really easy, you know, for them to go either direction. And so I think that this is such a big topic to to chat about. So I'm sure we can't really cover everything in our little summer snippet here. But luckily, we have some other episodes that we've recorded on this topic, particularly with Lorna Bennett. Yeah, Lorna's amazing. What was that episode? Yes. So today we get to talk about some of it and then we can bring in more guests and, you know, listen to past guests that have a lot to share on this topic. It's a big one. Yeah, I think important to point it out, and we did talk about this with Lorna as well, that relationships are not just a marriage, right? Or your Mm -hmm. primary partnership. But when we're talking about relationships, we're talking about all the relationships in your life and also your relationship with yourself. Yes. Which is probably the one that we we don't even think about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big one that Lorna brought up when we when we chatted with her was that, you know, when we think about relationships, we I think we first think about our relationships with our spouse or our primary partner in life, and then we think about our relationships next step from that, you know, like maybe our parents and our children or or friendships and that sort of thing. But, you know, she really pointed out that relationship with self and how huge that is. And Mm -hmm. it is so multifaceted when you think about, when you think about that. And I think the other thing is that relationships, and this is something that kind of was eye opening for me when I started to 
you know, dig a little deeper through my health coaching training and understanding it a little bit more and just kind of opening my mind and, and my own thinking around it was that, you know, Joshua Rosenthal, who runs Institute of Integrative Nutrition, was saying that there really are few key areas that we are looking for in relationships. So all these connections that we have with different people, whether they're our partner or parent or children or friends, you know, all of these things, those different types of relationships and connections satisfy are things like love, friendship, touch, intimacy, sex. So thinking about relationships serve many different purposes and dysfunction sometimes happens when we either confuse the need or what that person can give to us or expect one person to do everything. And it isn't that way. Relationships are not always just one person can give you everything. So I think kind of peeling back the layers of the onion of thinking about relationships beyond just that spouse or that partner in your life And then thinking about, you know, what each relationship in your life helps give to you. And then also thinking about, you know, what you need and what you're still lacking and Mm -hmm. where you can fulfill that in other ways. And sometimes going back to your point, that thing that's lacking is not from somebody else. It's from that lack of relationship with yourself. Which, you know, is is a journey that I've been sharing with our listeners that I've been working on building that relationship with myself because that, when I really looked deep, was what was mostly lacking and causing, you know, my relationship with others to not be as optimal as they could be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that I struggle with in this like period of time in my life is by the time I deal with work, my marriage, my kids, my parents who, you know, now have been, my dad has been dealing with health issues. So there's like this caregiver role that I've had to step into. It's like no time for friends. And I know that it's not okay because it bothers me. Like it, I want to have a night out and see my girlfriends. But it just feels like there is zero time left. You know, this morning I got up at 530 and went for a run and I've been going ever since today. And then I'll get home at, you know, 830 and I'll be getting ready for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, because another kind of spoke of the circle of life is social life. And this goes back to some of the things that we've Mm -hmm. shared in past episodes, how everything is connected. So it's not like you can't think of of these things as a distinct thing. Everything is connected. And so relationships really do feed into our social life as well. And it's Mm -hmm. so critical to have that connection in different ways. Mm -hmm. I would say I do have a lot more girls nights more recently than I have in the past. And I enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. But I think also I've been using that time to go out to like avoid (laughs) building my relationship with myself. It's like a really good distraction to not think about the things and the places that I feel like I'm lacking and like where I need to grow. 
And so like, I enjoy mm-hmm. that time out, but I feel like it's so hard when you think about, okay, there's so many different areas of the circle of life that you can focus on. Mm-hmm. And then like this one in particular, there's so many pieces of it to focus on within it. Yes. So it's not just saying, oh, I need to have a healthy relationship with my spouse. Oh, I want to have a healthy relationship with my kids. We already have so much to do. Like, how can you do it all Mm -hmm. the time? And Mm -hmm. I will say that particularly my relationship with my spouse, you know, we've been together for 18 years and married for 13. Um, You know, we've been through waves of great and waves of mediocrity and waves of really not so good. Like this isn't going to work out and then back up to waves of great. And, you know, I think that when you look at all relationships, they are all going to go in waves and it's understanding and setting boundaries to say what you will and will not work through. And, you know, I remember my grandmother on, gosh, she was on her deathbed, but I had just gotten engaged. And so she was like in and out of lucidity. And at this particular moment, she was like there with us and lucid. And I showed her my engagement ring and she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. And, and I said, you know, what, what's the secret? Like what, what, advice can you give to me from like this marriage standpoint? And she goes, know that there are going to be really bad times. There's going to be times where he sleeps on the couch and there's going to be times that you sleep on the couch. And there's going to be times that you're not going to talk to each other. And there's going to be times that you're going to love each other so very much. But just know that in those really, really bad times that it's worth it to put in the effort and try because Mm -hmm. nothing comes from nothing. So just the same way as whether it's our spouse or our relationship with our children or our friendships or our parents, nothing comes from nothing. And so if you're not investing the work, then you can't expect a better or different result. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like across the board is that it takes work. It takes, they all take work. And we're all people. So we all make mistakes too at the same time. So, you know, it's, um, it's hard. I think that this is a great sort of segue into like, if a listener is sitting there and saying, they're talking about, you know, your relationship with yourself. I don't really even understand what that Mm -hmm. means. And what I like to talk about is if you think about your best friend, right? Like your best friend, your ride or die, the person you would do anything for, they would do anything for you. The way that you treat yourself should be the same or to that same Mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. And I think when we think about that, like, oh, how do I treat, you know, this person in my life that's so important? Would I allow someone to talk to her the way that I talk to myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that's like a really great way to reflect on how do you build that better relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, make the decision to not treat yourself worse than everyone else in your life. Yep. Yep. And understanding what your, what your needs are, like, what are your needs? What are you asking for deep down? 
You know, I've been working with uh, Sarah Beth Jackson. That's been one of our past guests. I don't know what episode she was on. Yeah, I feel like she was like episode 51 or something. Yeah. Tell your story. I will look for it. So we've been doing this NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming Coaching. And really, it's to get more connected with your inner self, your subconscious, really understanding where your actions, emotions, patterns, internal thoughts and processing comes from. And that is really hard to do, number one, because you are really re-patterning your your subconscious when you do that, but also reflecting inward, you know, the same, the same way that like, you know, my, so my husband and I have been to couples therapy many times. I highly recommend it for people. We've had not so great therapists and we've had great therapists, but the same way that in those conversations or even in just like regular therapy, but those, those couples conversations where they're like, can you tell your spouse, you know, how that makes you feel and where is that coming from? And, you know, those sorts of things. This is now you having a conversation with yourself. Caitlin, how does this make you feel, Caitlin? Caitlin, why mm-hmm. are you saying those words to yourself, Caitlin? You know, it is like that is a really powerful thing to do. And what we talked about with Lorna is how changing that relationship with self and then all of a sudden having that strong relationship with yourself allows you to see your relationships, those other outside relationships in a completely different way. And you're able to connect with those other outside relationships better because you know what you're trying to satisfy through those other relationships. Mm -hmm. So this has been a really powerful journey for me because I, I think that I, I kind of hit like a rock bottom and I'm, I'm trying to find my way back to healthy relationships with myself and with others. And Sarah Beth Jackson was episode 51, and Lorna is 65. So those are both great episodes to listen to if you're really interested in digging deeper into this topic of relationships. Mm -hmm. Something that I wanted to say is, you know, if you're a person like me that just feels like, oh, I don't have time to give anything to anything else to build these relationships, to do any of that, I want you to remember that it actually doesn't take that much to feed a relationship. Like I like to think about it, my relationship with my kids, right? We all have some, most of us, I don't want to speak for everyone, have some level of mom guilt, right? Like whether we stay home or we work, nobody really feels like they're doing enough. That's the beauty of our generation here. (laughs) If you're of a younger generation than us, you might feel okay, but not not us. (laughs) So just literally today, I had done this big mom mom fiasco and messed something up and made all these plans for my two kids that were dancing in Philly. And I had screwed the whole thing up. My one son's schedule was complete opposite. So what that meant was today, my younger son got out at 1230 and my older son got out at two. And so we had an hour and a half of time to kill where I didn't want to drive him home and go back to the city. And so we just went to Sprouts, which is this little grocery store here and got lunch. He got like a little salad. I got some sushi. We went to Starbucks. And 
just that like little 45 minutes to an hour of time that we sat together that filled his little soul and so like it's i think sometimes we think that we have to be like pouring into these relationships but i think if we're what's the word i'm looking for like per particular and like going forward with presence. So Mm -hmm. if we're going to say like, okay, I don't have that much time, but you know what? I do have this time right here and I can be present in this moment. Mm -hmm. I think that in general, we're be delightfully surprised at the response that we get to that. That's such a, a beautiful thought and such a great way to think about it because the same thing, like I do that well, I try to do that more with my kids, particularly now that I'm not in corporate. I feel like I can do it more. But for our listeners, no matter where you are in your life, it's it is not as complicated as we as we always just try to make it to be. And yesterday, my oldest son was having a little bit of an anxiety attack about some things, and he was missing his dad, who was at work, and. At that point, I was like deep in an email or something on my computer and I was like checking back and forth on my phone and he's talking to me and talking to me and I wasn't like paying attention to him. And I was like, I was like, just be in the moment. And I closed my computer, turned my phone off, turned and faced him and held his little hands and just like let him talk to me. And Mm -hmm. just that little bit, I could feel that spark a connection between us. And I knew that was filling his bucket and was taking him out of that panic attack spiral. Just by Mm -hmm. me setting my things down, turning and looking him in the eye and just having that connection. Right. And that probably only took not that long, right? Like, I'm sure that didn't take very long. It was a couple minutes. It was a couple minutes where I just like set things down and gave him mm-hmm. my undivided attention. I truly gave him my undivided attention. Like once that computer was shut down and that phone was set aside, I wasn't thinking about what was on those things. I was there with him and I knew he could mm-hmm. feel that. Same thing, last week I took my younger son on a on a date while his, his brother was in a cooking class. And it was so simple. We just like went and got ice cream together. Yes. I can't even eat ice cream. I just sat mm-hmm. there and watched him eat it. And like yes. just that little like listening to him like, mmm, yum, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Telling me the flavors and what he liked about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then I kind of asked him a couple questions about like, hey, you know, what do you like about camp? It's so It is simple like that. Mm-hmm. But even in my relationship with my husband, one thing that I didn't really ever know that meant a lot to him, that was a sign to him that I loved him, was just making his coffee in the morning. And so mm. even when I'm like, oh, I'm so mad at you right now, I still make his coffee in the morning because I'm like, I just, just a little, nah, but I still love you mm-hmm. so much. I made you your coffee. And usually that's like the olive branch too, that like helps us start to converse and communicate, put some of the other gunk behind us. But that's such a simple task. I'm already over there making my tea, just put some extra water into the coffee pot and make him the coffee pot. And that changes yeah. so much. So we're going to be back on Thursday with the Q&A on relationships. But I think a nice place to wrap up here is to leave our listeners with a challenge 
And this is something that I do all of the time in my life. And it it serves many purposes for me. So it kind of forces me to put a little bit of energy into everyone in my life, the important relationships. And it also forces me to be a little bit more present, especially when things feel like they're spiraling out of control, which isn't often constant in my life. Mm -hmm. And it is just to stop and make eye contact with each person that I'm in relationship with. So once throughout each day, I make sure that I have make eye contact with each of my kids that I stop moving and I'm like, hey, Liam, even if that's all I say, it's like, hey, Liam, can I have a hug? Right. And so to challenge yourself when your partner is in the kitchen making coffee, look at them for just a second. And so I would love and be curious if people try that out and see how that works for them. And I'm going to keep working on it because I'm always working on it. Yeah. No, I like that. Connection. Connection is so powerful. Let's try it. Yes. Connection is huge. And I think that's why we all struggled in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. Well, we look forward to coming back on Thursday to answer some questions and maybe sharing a little bit more of our thoughts on relationships and some of our tools and resources. See you later. Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at Podcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at conscious underscore core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at Opal underscore wellness underscore studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) Underscore that.